Hello. Hi. <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week two friends who also happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. And I'm your co-host, Erica the Red. <laughs> and what are we talking about today, Erica? Uh, well, first we're going to talk in about our peak and pit, you whore. Ugh, I forgot. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, well, I think we should address the elephant in the room, and that is how cozy we are right I now. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, this is awesome. We got our Halloween socks. Halloween pumpkins. And our Halloween jammies. And I got my little pumpkin right here. Yeah. He's and been a such a good pumpkin. boy. I know. He's not being a devil right now. I know. So he's going to stay it's in the Halloween room. It's a Halloween costume, too, because it's not real. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's not real. He's actually a stuffed animal that moves. No, I meant his sweet personality. Uh, <laughs> right, that joking. part. I guess that kind of segues into my pit. Right? <laughs> How okay, tired yeah, I am. You go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, so my peak is that I had the opportunity mm-hmm. to um, facilitate a class at the Salon Service Group headquarters yes. in Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I, this is the first time I've ever been there. So, uh, I d- pulled up and I was, I don't know what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that I've seen like pictures of it or like videos on uh, Instagram and yeah. stuff, but I didn't know how big it was. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's literally a warehouse. Yeah. Um, and there's like a million doors to walk into. Uh-huh. So I pulled in and I had no idea where I was going. Right. So I just walked in and kind of stood there like- and I was like. Somebody talk to me. And there was no one in the building. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I just kind of walked around, showed myself around, figured it out. And uh, everyone said really nice things. Like all the people that worked at at the headquarters uh, just said a lot of really nice things and made me feel really good about what I had just done. And uh, wait, that was your first like big class in a while, right? Because you've done yeah. some online ones or whatever. I've but. done some online ones. Um, I've gone to some salons, mm-hmm. had like three or four people. I didn't count how many people there were, but there wasn't an empty seat. And it was a pretty big room. Okay. So um, I wouldn't say more than 100, mm-hmm. but definitely I mean, like 50 ish. I've ever taught. I think I taught one at a convention center one time. Mm-hmm. I, I would think that's a success. Yeah, it Big is. Class. Yeah, it was fucking. It, it was dope. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we don't say that word on right. here, but. <laughs> but uh, just Doesn't right it out of the gate. feel wrong, like saying it about like class, though. Like, it does. Like, that was like, oops, I'm going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. know. It's weird. But well, um, yeah, so that was my peak that was for your peak. sure. And your pit is. <sighs> so the way that we book our classes Mm -hmm. or book our travel at least is whichever is less Mm -hmm. the mileage or a flight Mm -hmm. is typically what I take just for the sake of like making it accessible Mm -hmm. because the company doesn't pay me for mileage. It's the, the class, like the people that are requesting the class. Oh, okay. So whatever is just more economical and also realistic for like my car. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not going to drive 10 yeah, hours, but sure. uh, it's a seven and a half hour drive. And the drive back, honestly, not that bad. Mm-hmm. It was the drive there mm-hmm. that is my pit. Okay. <laughs> so I was, I had been driving for maybe like two hours, right? And 
change. I get to Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> Paducah. <laughs> Isn't that a funny name? So I got to Paducah and I needed to get gas anyway and I had to use the bathroom really bad. But what had happened was (laughs) there was standstill traffic just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it was weird for no reason. And luckily I was right next to a, uh, what are those things called? Where you like, they're on the side of the road. Rest area? That. There Mm -hmm. was one of those. So I stopped, used the bathroom, got back on the road, and then the next exit I stopped and got gas because I could not wait to pee. (laughs) I was about to find a a bladder explosion right now. Yeah. So that's, we're still not to the pit yet, though. Okay. This is just preemptive. (laughs) It's just getting there. The frustration is building. I'm so scared to move my bike after last week. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so. Got off on the next exit to get gas, but my GPS is telling me to get off this exit. Like, it's not, it's not like I was like, oh, this is the exit I'm going to stop off of. The GPS is telling me you need to get off this exit. And so I get off and it's a pretty happening exit. Like there's food and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is perfect. I'll stop. I'll get dinner. Uh, Whenever I stop like on the road like that for dinner or something, I kind of, I try to stop somewhere that has a parking lot so I can sit, I can eat, Mm -hmm. relax for a second, take a break from looking at the road. So that's what I did. And then I turned my GPS on and got to going again, but it was telling me to turn right. Okay. When I, the interstate was to the left. left. And I, there was something in my brain that was like, maybe you should turn left anyway. But the GPS was telling me to turn right, so that has to be right, right? I mean, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, maybe there's a there's a entrance to the interstate over here because yeah. it's straight up 24. That's okay. all it is. Yeah. But I was off in Paducah, <laughs> and so I'm driving for like maybe an hour, mm-hmm. and then the road kind of starts to narrow. And then I'm driving for maybe 30 minutes more. It narrows even more down to two lanes. Okay. And then probably about 10 minutes after it got down to two lanes, it says slow down in big letters with like, you know, those things that they use to block off exits that are, they're orange. So imagine that, but a permanent fixture that says slow down in big letters on it. And about two seconds after that sign, it turns into a dirt road. Shut the hell up. I swear to God. And I had no service on my phone. The GPS was, it was working, but it wasn't giving me navigation. It was just showing me where I was on the map. Like you couldn't see anything past the road. Right. And I didn't turn on Netflix before I started driving because I wasn't prepared to not have service. So I was literally sitting in silence. No radio stations were working. It was a nightmare. Well, after about an hour and a half to two hours, I get to Missouri, like the border of Missouri. And shortly after that. How long have you been driving on a dirt road? Probably about an hour to two on hours. On a dirt road? Yeah. Because, and you're, what's going through your head? Like. I thought I was in some like wrong turn type of shit. Yeah. Like it was the terrifying. The hills have eyes. Like yeah. somebody's going to pop out with a skin mask from behind a tree. That's right. what I would think. Yeah. And so <laughs> oh I don't. I don't know if, like, most people are smarter than I am, but when you're driving west, you should probably leave in the morning when the sun is rising and not when it's setting. 
So if like I feel are, like no, if you're going from east to west, right, the you sun will is chase the sunset and it will stay light long. Well, at least in a plane. Right. Yes, you're. That is correct. But what that also means is that the sun is in your eyes the, the whole, whole time. time. <laughs> so dirt road. Okay, I get. What can you're barely see. Dust is flying because we're in a freaking drought, and the sun is in my eyes. There, and it's. This is like a regular road that people take because there were semi trucks driving down it. Like, passing me on this dirt road. I'm having, like, a mini panic attack. But it gets worse. So the road doesn't widen at all, but it says bridge ahead. And I'm like, bridge, cool. That must mean that it's about to get, like, traffic-y. Or not traffic-y, but, like, the road is going to get better. Mm -hmm. No. This bridge, listen, I'm a big boy. I've always been a big boy. And that being said, I have an acute awareness of places that I'm not going to (laughs) fit. And when I'm driving on up to this bridge, I said, I'm not going to fit. But I thought there were semi trucks. There were. (laughs) It it was definitely not big enough for a semi truck and a Prius. It was so narrow. There was no shoulder. So imagine no (laughs) shoulder. Yeah, and just two lanes. And the bridge isn't just a bridge that goes straight, it goes up. So you're driving up like this onto this bridge. And as you're driving, it's one of those bridges that has like road and then it has the connector. Yeah, look at the Like the metal strip. So they can see. Yeah. Like a metal strip. So every time you drive over that metal strip, it sounds like the bridge is going to fall. Right. I mean, all of my windows were down. I was unbuckled. Like, I did all of the Final Destination things. And then semi-trucks are driving past you. So, like, in my head, I kept saying, people drive on this road every day. People drive on this road every day. This this is a safe road. This is a safe road. But I was going, I was freaking out. So I get over the first one, which was probably about a mile long, which is long for a bridge. bridge? Yes. And it's super narrow and there's barges underneath you. This is the Mississippi River. I didn't know this at the time until I like I had to pull over after this and collect myself. I made it. Yeah. Um, So get over the first bridge. That's you go around this curve kind of like where like your head meets your ass, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like one of those really sharp curves. And I'm like, hmm, this is weird. This must mean that I have to go back over the water. That's exactly what it means. You have to go back over the water on a second bridge that is more steep of an incline, more narrow, and more rickety over the Mississippi River. What in the fuck road were you on? Um, here's the thing. So I can never go on it in my so life. Actually, I want to now. I drove through, it. like, um, mm, I want to say the right thing, but my south yeah. is going to show really bad. I was driving through, um, like, reservation towns. Okay. Um, so it was, like, the dirt roads had all of these little spur-offs, and none of the roads had actual names. They were just letters. Gotcha. Like, there was an A 
road a yeah. or route a yeah. and then rural double routes a yeah that's what it was yeah that's yeah. kind of how that goes yeah um so i have no idea where i was no clue no clue i had service twice on the entire road once was 15 minutes and until i got to my hotel and one was about two hours before the hotel so mm. all the way, so I had driven probably three hours and then the rest of the way, except for the last two hours, were on like a dirt road and or a, um, farm route, I think is what they were called because it, it was like FR 66 because mm. I was on route 66 or I was adjacent to route, route 66. 66. So I was just on the farm route of route 66. So on the way back, I drove route 66, yeah. which was actually really cool. I've never been on route 66. It's pretty cool. But I don't want to. Well, I do kind of want to find farm route 66 now. <laughs> I just want to see this bridge. I feel like it's terrifying. Is your butthole sore from clenching it? It so is tight? actually. Yeah, it <laughs> like, is actually. <laughs> My hands would be like, ah, the whole time. Yeah, my knuckles were white. After the second bridge, I really, I truly did. I pulled over and like. Collect yourself and like, oh my God. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I had to like touch my feet to some grass. For grounding. <laughs> yeah. Go hug a tree. Yes. So yeah, that was my pit. Dang, bro. Uh, it, I, Honestly, the, the drive was worth it mm-hmm. to have the feeling of like recharge that I have yes, now. Yes, like I feel I so that. inspired. Yeah. And uh I'm just ready to go back to work. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So now that my work. pity party is over, talk about your peak and pit. Uh, well, you know. That was a shitty week. Yes. My bestie passed away. I don't really want to talk about it, but I appreciate this is what I will say. If this had happened and I was not exactly where I am in life right now, I wouldn't be okay. Yeah. I'm not really okay, but I'm going to be okay, but I would really not be okay. Right. I called Chell or texted Chell. She was on vacation, told her what happened, and I was just obviously a wreck, and I was like, I can't come in, and she was like, Totally fine. Take the day. Take the day. So I texted my clients, and of course I was like frazzled and shaky and crying, and so when I scrolled my schedule, I scrolled to the wrong day and thinking that I could just have some people accommodated that day. So I text them all. I was like, this is what happened. I just want to give you a heads up. We can either move you or put you with somebody else, um, but somebody's going to call you from the salon in the morning to make those arrangements. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's very I'm not capable of yes, that right now. everybody was very gracious. Um, I did stop by the next day to pick up my paycheck and drop off Cassie's key. And I asked Dustin, it might have been that day or the next day. I was like, did everything go okay? And he was like, Duh, not really. But nobody said anything to me. And I appreciate that. There was no need to. Because I didn't, I couldn't fucking do it. You know? Right. So then everything happens. And long story short, I have been able to make arrangements to go home. I'm leaving on Friday after work. And my coworkers uh, came together and pulled a little something for me, which I really appreciate. 
Oh, God. Here they come. Nope. It's not going <laughs> to happen. I honestly, like, they'll make it here, but, like, I've cried so much this week that, like, I don't really have it in me anymore. But I am emotional, so you'll hear it in my voice. But anyways, so I'm going home, um, and I'm excited about that because it made me really realize how much I miss the ocean. Like, the, mm-hmm. I almost drove to Florida, like, picked up and drove to Florida just because I wanted to be by the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Um, I so mean, you could be in an ocean, luckily, where we are in yeah. six to seven hours. In Oregon, you can do it in one and a half. So. Well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can't all be perfect. I know. Well, no. So, yes, I'm struggling with homesickness right now because I want to be with my friends and family. So that sucks. But I'm grateful that I get to go home. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is, is that things are going very good for me right now. So I don't want to pick up and run. I just need some healing with my in my soul. And so I'm going to go home um, for a little bit and see my family and hopefully get to see um jake's family and i mean we are family so Mm -hmm. that part but i don't know i don't really want to talk about it that much but i had a shitty week i lost you had a real life pit i had a real life really big fucking pit and um but the peak of that is that i'm so grateful for my employer and my coworkers and um the support that i've had because last time i lost someone the my significant other as well as my um work family were just not really great right so i'm grateful for that i don't have a significant other so (laughs) i am my own significant other right now that's fine that's right yeah anyways moving on let's talk about our subject today um we're gonna talk about firing clients today Mm -hmm. and the reason we're gonna talk about firing clients today is we have something quite interesting happen at our own salon where um, I got booked a client that we did not realize at the time of booking had been previously fired from the <laughs> salon um, by no one other than Hunter himself. So um, we're going to talk about that. So, Hunty, first of all, tell the story okay. about what happened and why. So I actually wasn't the one that fired her. Okay. Um. It was a resounding from everyone in the salon. Mm. These people are not allowed back yes. in. Um, so what had happened was this girl had um, booked an appointment on her prom day for like on a full color transformation, mm. like level five to level nine, ten. Ooh, yeah. And then an updo. Mm-hmm. So she took up my entire day. Yeah. Uh, on a Saturday, I believe. Mm-hmm. And this was during the Pandemi Lovato. Mm-hmm. So we were only allowing the guests themselves in the salon at, at the time. At the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, you couldn't bring mom and dad in. Yeah. Or, like, mom and dad could bring in their kid, but then they would need to, like, wait in the car. Yeah. Just because our salon is really busy. We have a lot of people that work there. Yeah. So just. COVID restrictions. Yeah. Federal or state restrictions, you know? Right. And so I didn't really say anything because it was prom day, and it's like the kids didn't get the prom the last year, Mm -hmm. and the parents want to be a part of it. So I didn't say much because I kind of thought that they were going to not stick around anyway. Um, But long story long, the mom and dad were both in the salon. Okay. 
keep in mind, we had barrier stations at the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you've seen it all over Instagram, the Minerva stations Mm -hmm. that have a mirror on either side and drawers on the sides. Yeah. That's what we had at the salon. So in between every station, so like in between you and me now, there was one of those. Okay. So there was even less space in that corner. Damn. <laughs> where you are. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there was my station, Bethany's station, another barrier. Okay. So there wasn't anything between Bethany and I, but Bethany's tray. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the mom was standing kind of like, here's a wall right here where the mirror is. And then she was standing between the wall and the chair. Okay. So she was far enough away from me that I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You're just standing there talking. Yeah. You're not really, I'm going to hit your feet whenever I turn the chair, but mm-hmm. I don't really care. Yeah. You'll move. Um, And then the dad walks in and the dad kind of was, he was standing on my mat. While I was standing on the mat and even during not during a pandemic or not during a like a virus outbreak, I'm not kind of cool with that because yeah, like I don't like to be touched. My bubble. Yeah. Oh, sorry, because I'm constantly in your bubble. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't bother me if I like you, yeah, but a stranger, especially strangers. Yeah. I don't like to be touched. I mm-hmm. touch people for a living. I get my fill of people of other people's <laughs> energy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he was just way too close to me. Mm-hmm. And the wife or the mom was talking about me, kind of like talking down about me as it like questioning my ability to do her hair mm-hmm. well, which doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Like I'll take it. And then when you like your hair or you love it's your hair, that much more it's that much more yeah. satisfying to me because I'm a narcissist. Totally. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> is that why I like that? Am I a narcissist too? No, okay. I don't think. I don't think if you call yourself a narcissist, you that can you be. really are one. Yeah, yeah, like I'm aware that I enjoy the attention that I get whenever I do it. Right. I mean, I don't think enjoying proving people wrong when they doubt you is narcissistic at all. Right. I think it's human nature. Right. Anyways. Yeah. So that never bothered me, but so she was talking about me to her daughter, like as you weren't there. Right. As if I weren't there. And the daughter was kind of like, yeah, he's right here. And she goes, oh, well, he. Wait. And I went, I as soon as she said, wait, after she said he, I went. Like my breath was shaky. I braced myself. I knew that my feelings were about to get get hurt. And she goes, well, he. She? It? Uh, Yeah. She called me an it. And at this point, I had a mask on, right? Like, we all had masks on. Well, they had it under their nose, but neither here nor there. That's another story. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's a a reason I haven't had COVID. (laughs) Maybe it's because I followed the rules. Anyway, uh, she... Said that, and I was really taken aback. Like, mm-hmm. it was probably one of the first and only times that I've been that offended. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually, I understood why people get so angry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, 
I'm an it mm-hmm. <laughs> in her eyes, you know? And so while I was trying to process this, and keep in mind, this is a daily conversation. Yeah. It wasn't happening as slowly as I'm telling the story, but mm-hmm. it felt like it was. Yeah. As I'm trying to process this, her husband gets even closer to me and he goes, honey, honey, reaches up under my mask, under my mask like this, and rubs my chin hair. Well, if he had done that to me, it would have felt the same thing. So, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... Inside joke, Erica's got a hairy chin. <laughs> and so... Dude, the I first thing that I did that was I just kind of like Ugh. turned away to get my face out of the Ooh. grip of his palm yeah, and said, I need to go mix more color. And that was all I said, because I just didn't know what to do, because if I did what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I would have gone to jail. Yeah. I had shears right next to mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, I was that angry. I could have really hurt someone. Yeah. Not only did you just call me an it, but you... Touched, touched me, me. and I, yeah. I'm already uncomfortable with that like what so I go to the back and Bethany was walk Bethany is our salon manager she's mm-hmm. uh the owner of the salon's daughter yeah the owner was not there thank, thank god god that man would thank had a, god because he he would have had a busted face something for yeah real. you know that <laughs> um and so Bethany was walking back. She had just uh, mixed some color. Mm. And I said, with me. <laughs> I just with me. <laughs> I, I just, like, grabbed her shoulder yeah. like this as she was walking by and pushed mm-hmm. this way. I, I couldn't yeah. think of anything to do but, like, come, come. with me yeah. right now. Now. Please, now. I need someone right now. Mm-hmm. I told her what she did. And you, her chest started getting red. Um, there's this other... A lady that works with us, she's probably four foot (laughs) eight. I was going to say four foot ten on a good day. Right. With heels on. Yeah. It was her off day. And she was in the salon in like jogger sweatpants. You know those slides she has with the fanny Uh, pack on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. (laughs) And a wife beater with color not only on her roots, but her eyebrows as well. (laughs) No, oh, Kay, the wife beater, the wife beater's kind of stained I with feel color. Like these are details I haven't heard yet, so this is great. I know, I've okay. been waiting <laughs> all week. And uh, I told Bethany what happened, and her chest was getting red, and then Carrie starts, she was just like rummaging, kind of eavesdropping mm-hmm. on the conversation, I could tell. Um, and she was looking through the extension bead drawer. Mm-hmm. That's how you. That's how you. Girl, know. you ain't doing extensions right now. <laughs> like I know what you're doing. And I, after I told her or said that he touched me, uh-huh. I heard the door goes, whoop, you know, like when you just uh-huh. stop in your tracks. And she says, "Oh hell no!" And she like starts to storm out there with her little four eight self. <laughs> and Bethany was like, "Get you, but you look like trash." Yeah, <laughs> like you can't don't be doing do that. that. <laughs> don't do that. Um. And I don't know how it was handled. Mm-hmm. But I, so I wasn't technically the person that fired yeah. these people. Um, but I wasn't aware. I don't, I'm not aware of what was said to them, but I'm sure she did it very professionally because they were in the lobby, like ready to get out mm-hmm. by the time I had mixed my color and was on my way back out there. 
And um, he, the guy that touched me, mm-hmm. followed me back to my station. Already I'm starting to get the heebie-jeebies. And follows me back to the station and puts a $10 bill, which is important because you know wh- everything that I just mm-hmm. did on the her hair, puts a $10 bill in the front of my apron and pats my belly. I could have lost it. And Bethany was doing some highlights, and she said, you need to go. Yeah. And, like, you need to go. Get the fuck off. Yeah. Um, And then there was a note put onto the system. Yes. That says, never book this client again under any circumstances, which, here's the thing, and you're about to give your little two-sided breakdown on this, but... It wasn't the guests themselves that did that. It was their parents. Mm -hmm. So the parents are never to be in that salon again because of the way that they made me feel. It's not, this is my safe place that I get to create a safe place for other people. Mm -hmm. Can't do that if you're here. Mm -hmm. Sorry about it. You got to go. You can't come back. You're not welcome. Mm -hmm. Your money is no good here. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. That is that story. So, yeah. So, she made it onto the books um, because that note didn't pop up until after the appointment was made. We didn't realize it until later. Um, once we found out, we had talked about, like, okay, do we want to cancel her or whatever? And you had said it wasn't her. It was the parents. She was on my books. That That's the important right, part. Right. That's the important part. It wound part. up on my books. And so, um, I just... Was like, okay, well, if it wasn't her, then we're just going to go ahead and give it a shot. And if the mom or dad show up, they're going to be greeted at the door until they're not allowed in the building, basically. And if they're the ones paying, then sorry, honey, we can't see you. That's just kind of how I figured I would take it. Right. And so um, she came in. She sat down. I didn't really even realize until she was in the chair and I looked up her, went to go look for her formula. Did I see the note? Right. Right. Did I even put a formula in? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. No. But I did also very carefully check how much you charged her so that I could make sure if she was a dick, <laughs> it was close, if not more to the, you know what I mean? Right. So, um. And what we, what do we call that? Stupid tax, baby. Stupid tax. So, she sits down. We're doing the consultation. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, blonde. She shows me a picture. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. Um, she says, She was like, I had it done last time. She was like, I've been here before, but I went somewhere else last time. And they was like really splotchy and blah, blah, blah. And um, she was like, it made me realize exactly like you get what you pay for. Yeah. So right off the bat, I'm like, this girl's smart. Mm -hmm. She knows, you know, and she said she was like, it was just not quite the right color and like this and that. But like she was um, just understood that like. She was like, I couldn't tell you exactly what was wrong with it other than it just wasn't as good. Oh, like whenever the, when she, she went saw somewhere the other else. person. Gotcha. Was I was like, like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And she was saying, because she was saying how you did a really good job and like, oh, cool. It made her realize like you get what you pay for. So here mm-hmm. she is back here mm-hmm. with us. Right. And so um, I was like, okay, this is a girl with a good head on my shoulders at least. You know what I mean? And then I went back and I realized holy shit, this is that girl. Mm-hmm. So then I sent Hunter a video, and I was like, should I mess up her hair? Which I wouldn't actually ever do. But That's, you know. Yeah, ha- it was a joke. Hairstylist joke, right? 
Um, yeah, I would kick you out before I'd ever do a bad job on your hair purposefully. <laughs> right. And that was the thing. I was yeah. like, I hope I didn't do a bad no. job because I was angry. I don't remember. No, you did. She said she really did like it. Um, and that she was like, it made me realize that's why you pay more at salons like this is because you get a good job. Like, right. it looks good. So yeah, I mean, I had a good conversation with her. She was a really sweet young girl, smart. She's an adult now. She lives on her own. Like her parents didn't come in at all. She paid for her own stuff. Like mm-hmm. talking to her conversation, I could tell that like she was probably f- flipping mortified by what her parents said. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely mortified and so embarrassed. Um, I was silent the rest of the appointment, yeah. so I think she got the hint. She probably did. We didn't talk about it. Yeah. I thought about bringing it up at one point, and maybe someday it will be brought up because I think she could have an honest conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she shares her parents' views right. by any means based off right. the conversations we had, you know. Um, but she was really sweet, and as long as you're cool with it, she will be <laughs> coming back. Her parents just aren't welcome. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. So, anyways, that's why we want to talk about firing clients. Yes. Um, Because there is a time and place for it to be done. Exactly. Um, And in the moment, so in the moment, it can be, like, emotional. And so Mm -hmm. we want to talk about when's it appropriate, how do you do it, how, you know, how can it be done the best ways, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And Um, I've only ever had to fire myself one person one person um i don't think i handled it well Mm -hmm. i think i didn't do the correct Mm -hmm. thing uh but it was an emotion like you said it's an emotional thing yeah well and so your your nervous system's like yeah like what do i do yeah but i think i've never had to fire anybody and i when we said this um started planning you were like oh tell my two stories and i was like i never stayed a salon long enough to have to fire anyone (laughs) But I'm trying to think, like, have I really? Because I did spend, like, five years at Regis. I feel like. Here's the thing with me is, like, I am known in our salon as the stylist that puts up with way too much. Yeah. I mean, I have a guest that brings in her own shears, her own (laughs) mirror, her own two hair dryers, her own comb. And it it never bothered me. Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, girl, whatever you want. Whatever you want, I will do. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you're paying me to give you a service. I was going to say, you at want the it end done, of the day, if you treat me with respect, I'll do what you want to do. Because it's like, I can give you my two cents, but my job is to give you what you want. So, mm-hmm. if I think it's ugly, I can tell you that and suggest something different. But in the end, if you don't care, that's what I'm going to give you. I might tell you. That's don't your tell style. Anybody. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. I'll cut your hair. Don't tell anybody right now that don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually have said that to a client once, but it was a joke, and he was, like, one of my guy friends, and he wanted a freaking Mel Gibson mullet, so. Oh, my God. Like, 80s style, and (laughs) (laughs) so I was like, bro, really? I had a client um, when I was in Cincinnati that I did a perm on, Mm -hmm. and I did tell her, I was like, just don't tell anyone where you get your hair done. Or lie. Right, because I'm not trying to do any more perms. Right. That kind, yeah. Yeah, so. but, like, I love you, and I love doing your perm. Right. Because e- it was easy, it was quick, you know, uh-huh. the whole nine. Um, But, so, let's talk about what would justify firing a client. Since we are both so uh, willing. We put up a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. What would it be for you, because both mm-hmm. of mine happen to be, have to do with someone uh offending me as in like 
they didn't agree with my sexuality. Oh, like homophobic? Yeah. Both of mine were homophobic reasons. So to me, I guess that's where, where I would draw the well, line. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, that it would be, I mean, just blatant, blatant disrespect. Disrespect. Um, like not showing up to your appointments multiple times in a row or showing up late. So here's the thing. To if you show up multiple times in a row or show up late, I'm going to make, then I'm going to, that's when I'm going to like enforce that you have to put a deposit down. Yeah. For your appointment. So that's kind of like. That's kind of like your, your pre-fire. Yeah, your warning. Your warning. There you go. You're going to have to prepay X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your appointment paid. In, well, I would say your appointment paid in full. Yeah. With an additional stupid tax. I mean, that first appointment, the deposit, if you want back on my books and in my good graces after you've disrespected me that many times, I will give you a, another chance. But mm-hmm. these are my boundaries. As in, you're not going to mess with my money. You know? Right. But to completely fire someone, I mean, <laughs> your story is not the only story I've ever heard where a client or someone has, like, grabbed someone or touched someone physically. Mm-hmm. I actually had, now that I think about it, when I was in beauty school, I didn't have to fire the client. My teacher did, but I was freaked out. I had a client who was masturbating under the cape, <gasps> and Miss Carrie got that. Cape. Just gave yeah. me like the gooseies, and yeah. not in a good and way. She came in and she ripped that man out of the chair and she threw him out of the building. Yeah. So that's the, but that's the only. It's there's a, I don't know. I feel like when you're crossing boundaries, that yeah. When well, and your boundaries are going to be different than my boundaries are going to be different than you know what I mean. Like, I think everyone can have a boundary at masturbating under a cape. I mean, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I would, I would hope so. But <laughs> you never know these days. People are into some weird stuff. So fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just would say, like, listen, if my client ever said anything to you about anything, I would kick them the fuck out. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'm sorry, we don't tolerate that. You know what I mean? As a mostly straight woman, <laughs> you know, she most got a days, little wiggle. Most days, well, I have definitely. No one's going to assume anything else. <laughs> right. Um, especially here in the South where people go off appearances. Right. You know. You're a cis um, white woman. I am a cis white woman. Uh, well, there you go. That part. So. Yeah. Um, it's probably not going to be about that. And if you make fun of me for being a ginger, I'm fucking used to that. So I don't care. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> if you want to be racist against gingers, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Um, no, seriously, though. But, like, so for me... It would have to be someone to physically touch me mm-hmm. or offend my coworkers or my safe sense of safety in my, like you said, in my safe space at work. Right. As far as firing a client. I will, and, or, you know, if I, you know, you make it to that deposit appointment and you put down your deposit and you don't show up, I'm keeping your $400 and you're never welcome back. But right. in that case, it's going to be like, don't book this a person, you know? Right. We had the conversation we had because the offender was the parents and not the daughter. Had the daughter been the offender, there would have been a phone call. I'm sorry, ma'am. We refuse your service. You know what I mean? Right. So that's how it would have gone. But mm-hmm. but I feel like, too, it was it was handled really well in the in the sense of when it was booked, Dustin came to me yeah. almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey. This person called. I didn't see this note until after the appointment was booked. 
what should I do? Should I call her back and tell her, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we can't do your service? Mm-hmm. Or are you cool with it? Yeah. And ultimately, A, I wasn't even going to be at the salon. It was mm-hmm. a day that I was off work. Um, so oh, it was just like, I don't know, the parents were the one that did it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt my feelings yeah. for you to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? And obviously, that's, it was a conversation that you, me, and Dustin had. Dustin yeah. said, how do we handle this? She's on the books. You were like, I mean, it wasn't her. It was the parents. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, do we, do we cancel it? Do we not cancel it? You said do it. And if she's, you know, that yeah. was, that was the, where we left it at. And so it worked. But, um, okay. So we've talked about what justifies yeah. hiring somebody. How do you do it? It depends um, on the situation, right? Because like we just kind of talked about that. Sometimes it's going to be blocking them from being booked. Sometimes you're going to have to physically tell someone and confront them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's a manager that's going to do it, or an owner, or something like that. But but in our industry, there's so many uh, different facets, right? So yeah. like sometimes the stylist is the manager and the owner mm-hmm. and the HR team. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to have those uncomfortable conversations. And uh, I mentioned, I think, in the beginning that I have fired someone. I've only personally me told someone they can't come back one time. Uh Um, And I don't think I did it correctly. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I did and maybe I didn't. But what I did, uh, I had this client who I think I had done her hair this was maybe the second or third time. Um, I remember she was just kind of wackadoo, like, from the jump. Yeah. And by that, I mean she brought a wild groundhog into my salon suite that she found on the side of the road. She brought it in in a box because she found a wild groundhog on the side of the road, and she owns a rescue and she was, like, cut up, like, bleeding on her arms because of the groundhog. So possibly infected with rabies. Right. <laughs> and that was the first appointment. Bitch, no. Right. What? Yeah, I know. And so she, there was so much going on. I, sometimes I just kind of black out and I let people tell their stories. And I'm like, oh, really? Wow, crazy. Crazy girl. <laughs> crazy, crazy girl. And that's kind of what had happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, there is a wild groundhog that could be dying. Yeah. Sitting right there, like, feet away from me in this small space um, where I have to keep the door closed because if it gets out, it has to stay in this room and not go all, all over, over the, the entire salon, salon yeah. suite. And, um, yeah, so the third appointment, Oh, keep in mind, she was driving from, I was in Cincinnati at the time. She was driving from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I don't know how far that is, but it sounds far. <laughs> Kalamazoo is a real town? Yeah, it is. I, I said a, the same thing. I thought that was a word from Dr. Seuss's books or something. <laughs> it's a real from town. From Timbuktu to Kalamazoo. I guess they're both real places. Wow, Erica. <laughs> 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 That was, a oh, cis, well. that was a cis white woman woman I just had. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Anyways. clapping when the plane lands kind of <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she drove a minute 
to see me, yeah. uh, which I was grateful for. Yes. And that, like, you know, if you're crazy, well, but you want to come see me that bad. you're crazy to see me. Crazy yeah, you're yeah. crazy about me. That's all that matters right now. Um, So we're into her appointment. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had thick, thick hair, and we did highlights and low lights. I had gotten to the top of her head at this point from starting in the back. In the back. And um, she just decided to start talking about an experience that she had at dinner. And um, this was also during the pandemic, Lovato. Okay. So um, during this time, her phone wallpaper was a picture of president of the president at the mm-hmm. time um, as Superman. Oh, Lord. Right. Okay. Cool. So I kind of knew where this story was going. I knew that I was, like, going to get a little offended. Mm-hmm. And I can take that. You know what I mean? I grew up yes. in southeast Tennessee. Mm-hmm. A little jab here and there or, like, some internal homophobia. None of that really bothers mm-hmm. me just because it's – it shouldn't be okay. And I know that. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. And you know what? And I think it varies from person to person. It does vary from person to person, but I do think that there is something to be said about, like, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, and there's going to be people who don't like you. Right. There's people who don't like me, and it's not because I'm gay. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's they don't fucking like me. So, like, if you don't like someone or something that's stupid, that's your own problem and whatever. Right. You've got some issues that you need to work out. I can't help you Right. Um. But anyway, she said she was at this dinner at this fancy restaurant, this okay. fancy Italian restaurant that was in Cincinnati. Uh, I think it was called Soto. And, I mean, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fancy it's one. It's real nice. It's real nice. It's a Michelin star restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many Michelin stars, but it's a Michelin mm-hmm. restaurant. And she said she was eating her pasta by herself and enjoying a glass of wine. And this couple walks in, this gay couple. And they sit at the table adjacent to her so she could see them while she was eating. Already. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. And she was saying, you know, I just, I don't have any problem with that kind. And I was like, I was like, you clearly don't know who I am and like think that Bradley is a woman, I guess. (gasps) Which I guess that could be a female name. I guess, yeah. But. In the South is Brad L E I T H. <laughs> Bradley. <laughs> you need to give this woman some grace. He didn't know. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Paisley. Um. Braylon. <laughs> um. Okay. So she was talking about how this couple had walked Mm -hmm. in and she was feeling uncomfortable because of the amount of PDA that they were doing. And I said, oh, I'm super uncomfortable with PDA, too. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not something that I do. So up to this point, I'm not offended. I'm getting on the border of like. Because you're like, is she is she offended because it's like two guys or is she just generally offended by PDA? Because nobody likes to see that no matter who it is. Right. 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 Trying to give keep her it grace, in the bedroom. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to give trying. her grace. Um, 
And so I was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm not a big PDA person. And she said, yeah, they were just holding hands and hugging up on all over each other and this and this. And she was like, they're so flirty. And they were, she said, when they got their food, they were sharing their appetizers and feeding each other off of each other's forks. And I was just baffled and disgusted. And I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, I mean, PDA is kind of gross. I don't feel like that's... And she was like, I just think people should keep their sins in their own house. (gasps) I sat my comb down. I sat my brush in my bowl. I unbuttoned her cape. And I said, you need to get out. That That was it. I said... You've got to go. And she was like, what are you doing? I got foils yeah. in my hair. I said, figure it out. You can't sit here anymore. I said, you have got to go. I don't know if you realize this, but I'm a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do your hair. And that was a real dangerous situation you just put yourself in. And now you're going to have to figure out how to get yourself out of it. Because I'm not rinsing your hair. I'm not spending a second longer with you. You are no longer welcome into my salon. And you will no longer be booking any more appointments. And that's how I did it. Mm-hmm. So is that the best way? Probably not. Uh, wish I would have recorded it, though. Yeah. I would have been TikTok I was going to say, yeah. Remember that one chick that had that racist lady in her Sharon. Street? Yeah, Sharon. Yeah, she's, like, verified on all oh, the platforms know, yeah. now. And well, good. She handled I mean, Hunter, honestly, like, I know you wanted... I wanted to hear this because I am good at both sides, but I would have probably done the same exact thing yeah. like, if I were you. Um, <laughs> People should may, keep I mean, their sins You in could house. have offered to rinse her hair. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But maybe. I, that's only a maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say that you should have because people are entitled to have their own thoughts and feelings. Right. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. But I have a problem when your thoughts and feelings encourage you to be hateful to another group of people. Right. Whew. I'm going <laughs> to choose my words very wisely here. There are some times where people's faith puts them in a position where they think they have the right to judge other people. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is they do not, according to their own belief system. Right. (laughs) Bottom line. (laughs) The core message of their own belief system. And that goes for, because that belief system is very broad. Mm -hmm. But that stretches, honestly, through most belief systems. Yeah. Is that it is not up to us to, like, condemn people. We're not the ones that get to decide. So I don't think that I would have done anything differently, to be (laughs) honest. No, I wouldn't have. I think you did it the right way. Like I said, if there was somebody else there, you could have offered maybe to be like, listen, this need, you know, Mm -hmm. needs to take it over. But there wasn't, there wasn't any other way to do it other than. Because let's face it, if that lady was my client and I got her in the bowl, I would have sprayed water in that bitch's face. Like that's, <laughs> She was so hateful. Yeah, and it was. And it just felt like, okay, you're disgusting. 
by my kind. But here you are choosing me to do your hair. Right. From a long ways away. Like, you drove a long way. I think that lady probably is so dumb she didn't realize you were gay. Probably not. And, And, I mean, you know, I had rainbows on the walls, like. My salon suite was very much so, like, my style, very maximalist. I had, like, plants all over the walls and rainbows and pictures and cool, like, dried-up bugs Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, it was like a little woods witch in the city kind of vibe. A woods witch. A wood fairy. Fairy gay. Fairy. You're fairy, fairy gay. Yes. (laughs) I am very fairy gay. Um... No, honestly, like, yeah, I don't. I don't think there is, there was for me at the time, there wasn't a a way to do it differently. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is, I mean, I had like two foils left. Like, her hair was done. Mm -hmm. I didn't accept any money. Mm -hmm. I just told her to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Which was a lot for me back then Mm -hmm. because I was poor. Yeah. Girl, I was only making enough money to pay the rent on the space, yeah. and that was about it. I get it. Um, sometimes I look back and I'm like, "How did you make it through that time?" <laughs> Fire drive. Yeah, but like my bills still got paid somehow, and I'm literally I'm baffled like how we Bradley and I pulled that out. DoorDash. Anyway, that part. Um. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the only thing I really could have done differently is finish those two foils, left the room, let her process, shampooed, toned, and let her go. You could have. Yes, you could have. And you could have said, you could have taken the money and said, you're simply not welcome back here. I, you know, however, you could have. But. But my feelings were hurt. And your your feelings were hurt. And. Let's face it, as we grow, we learn not to react in emotional states. Um, I am very much learning to try to do that right now. Um, So I guess, yes, if we want to analyze and choose out how we could have done it better, yeah. Would I have done it any differently in the moment? Hell no. Probably not. I would have been like, you gots to go, lady, you know? Yeah. Um, But I just don't, like, that's, I I was thinking about this because I've never had to fire someone, but I have had to check someone. Once, mm-hmm. because I had a girl come in, and she was talking about, um, I was doing her hair, I'm in the middle of doing her hair, and she said, um, she asked if anybody, if we did extensions, and then if I did braiding, and I was like, like, what kind of braiding? Because she had, like, her sides and stuff shaved. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, mm, braids. And I said, excuse me? Because I thought I heard her wrong. And she said it again. And I said, you will not say that word again in my presence. Or you will not be welcome back here. Yeah, no. And she checked herself, and she never said it again. But I also put a note in her file that I didn't want to see her again. Yeah. Not to book her with me anymore. I just don't. Yeah, I don't have room for that Mm-mm. in my brain. Nope. I, I just can't do it. It kind of like, I don't know. I don't even, I don't have, like, space for people like that in my bubble. Mm-mm. I know that per- people are who they are, mm-hmm. and that's her own deal. Mm-hmm. This is a very delicate yeah. atmosphere. 
Yes. And yeah. I need to keep the balance of the chakras exactly. aligned. Exactly. And you can't and be I here. And I do not need your <laughs> negative effed up vibes anywhere around me. Right. Because that, I mean, that, it like hurts me to my core. Right. When I hear people use words like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, it's just bad vibes. I don't yeah. like it. So that's the only time I've ever had that. But again, I had to then enforce that boundary because she did try to get on my books. And I just said, I put, uh, I am always full. I right. do not have space. Well, she- so speaking of enforcing that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that segues perfectly into how is it, how can you enforce it um, at all? Because there's different, well, yeah. there's different types, well, right? Different, so yeah. we are fortunate. We have a front desk team that will stand up for us. Mm-hmm. Our owner and leader is mm-hmm. got. She's got our backs, Not even only if do we're we have wrong. A literal pit bull, <laughs> but we have Michelle. And she's we, our pit bull. Right. We do have yes. a literal pit bulldog <laughs> at our salon at all times. Um, but for people that are by themselves, mm-hmm. you don't have that. Like yeah. You in that situation. Hmm. And I had online booking turned on. So she did try and get back on my books. Okay, Even you- after I made her leave with foils in her head, she had the audacity and the unmitigated gall to try an online book with me. First time she had ever online booked. She always texts me to book an appointment. Um, but I had it. I had Vigaro at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I had a hard time thinking of that. I mm-hmm. just talked about it. <laughs> Um, but I had Vigaro at the time and on Vigaro, I had the setting to where you could have, you could book an online appointment, but I had to approve it. Got it. So it kind of looked like a ghost appointment until it was approved. Okay. And so I declined the appointment. It sent her a text message saying that the appointment had been declined. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I found out on Vigaro, there is a feature that you can click and it blocks someone from... Uh, ever booking with you again. So it will tell them that they are no longer allowed to book on the Vigaro website. You're so much better at talking to the camera than I am. I watched a video today that says how to get good at talking to a camera. Hello. (laughs) Okay, so that's an option. That's cool. I don't know. I assume a lot of booking systems have something similar to that. Mm -hmm. I had never had to do that when I was Mm -hmm. working I know that Gloss Genius has that. Okay. Because I use Gloss Genius for like two seconds. I got frustrated with it, but a lot of people like it. Um, I know that they have that, and I know that Vigaro does, obviously, because I used it. And yeah. I think that Mango Mint has it. Probably. Um, and I've used MindBody. It's an option on there as well. I've Okay. Or So that's a lot of the big one. I'm assuming Booksy. Booksy. Not Booksy. What is a part of mind body that's not mind? It's not called mind body. Um, it's super complicated. There's so know. many buttons to click. Anyway, it was that one. I know that that one you can block. But well, um, either way, let's say they get through on your online booking. You see them on your books. You have every right to call them and say your appointment's been canceled. You know, or, absolutely, or just automatically cancel it and send out a thing. You can send out an email. I mean, I think when it comes to firing clients, you have every right to do whatever you need to to enforce set boundaries Mm -hmm. like for us it would be a note in the file or maybe even like now that I know that that happened with her 
if that were to happen in the future, I would say that needs to be added into their, like, after their last name, like, hyphen don't book or something. Yes. Or, like, because it, the note, even though it was right in her file, you have to click on her profile in order to see it. Exactly. And that is another reason I wasn't upset. Yeah. Like, it's not like Dustin wasn't looking out for me mm. or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was just a mistake. Right. And I was like, nah, let Erica make that money, yeah. honey. Which, thank you. Because it made for a good day yesterday. Right. Um, <laughs> Listen, I want all my friends to be rich. Which I, I don't needed care who's after first. last week. Anyways. Um, and you're about to take a week off. Yeah, I'm going to do some clients, but it's really only going to cover the other. Like, what it cost me to get out there. Yeah. I only have a day or two. But um, anyways. Yeah, at the end of the day, we have to set our boundaries. Yes. We have to have those policies in place mm-hmm. to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. If that you have them sign that waiver, which most salons, especially Do. luxury salons, yeah. you sign a waiver before you come in. Mm-hmm. Um, if all of your wording is super clear, precise, you have your boundaries set, you have your protocols and your systems in place then at the end of the day, if you fire them, they have no option but to follow those protocols. Yeah, exactly. And they don't really have any recourse as far as, like, missed deposits or whatever it may be. You know, Mm -hmm. you've set your boundaries ahead of time, and they've agreed to them in order to take your time. That's what they have to agree to, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I do, I think that they're, you know, you and I are both, we're the ones we're good with the difficult people, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think you probably have more of a, rep for that at the salon than I do just because you've been there longer but um you do have some difficult people I though have some difficult people too but I, you know what I'm difficult so <laughs> <I just laughs> that's let, how I feel I just let people be who they are you know and sometimes I'll like I mean depends on how much I care about you I might be like hey you're an asshole get it together <laughs> yeah. but if I do that it's because I really like you you know what I mean yeah um but anyways I just think like you see stories in, like, remember Hef was, like, really big, and you hear the the hairstylist groups on Facebook and stuff, and everybody's posting their client complaint stories and this and that. And, like, number one, I don't really agree with client shaming. No. But I do agree with, like, there are certain examples that are can be shared because it's a good learning experience for other people. And so I think there are some people who maybe get too big for their britches and they think they're going to just fire everybody who they don't like and then they're going to end up screwed because mm-hmm. they're not going to have any clientele. They're not going to have a clientele. You know, like you got to <laughs> deal with some drama and like clients just because the nature of our job, you know, and people, that's what peopling is. If you want the rainbow, you got to deal with a little bit of rain. Exactly. So, um, but I also think that there are stylists out there who have not learned to set their own boundaries because I know that's kind of how mm-hmm. I was in the beginning and I would deal with people who are weird or whatever or, mm. or maybe rude to me just because I was like I want to learn and I don't know or whatever but um, I think the longer that I've been doing hair and the more confident and um, the better I've gotten. Yeah. Honestly, just with time, it is so much easier now to set my boundaries and check somebody, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, my guest that brings in her own equipment. Yeah. That's just her thing. I'm like, all right, girl, I did my job. Now style your hair real quick. Yeah. I'll come back and touch it up. Mm-hmm. 
You know, like it's not a you guys me have sitting a system. there. We do. I have that with my one client that, you know, I just know to hand her the hairspray bottle and the comb at the end. Like when I'm That's done. exactly who I was thinking yeah. of when you when I yeah. said you have some difficult. Because number one, I would never style your hair like that. <laughs> the way she styles her hair. I just wouldn't. But it works no. for her and that's what she likes and that's what she wants. And, and that's what she gets. And she comes back and she pays me and she's a sweetheart and I love her. And whatever. It's your <laughs> hair, girl. You want to wear it like that? Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's Set it. Set your boundaries. That's it on firing a client. Yeah. But we do have. I do think. Here's the thing. Okay. I want to put out a call to action to get our audience to tell us they're firing. Like Ooh, when they've had yeah. to fire clients. Um, Cause I think it would be fun if we had an episode or maybe like where we're highlighting other people's stories or maybe even like have them FaceTime with us and call in and tell it themselves like on the podcast. Oh my fun. God. Yes. Just like as a little update, like we've got to come up with more fun segments and stuff to do. Yeah. So like, yeah. Call, like what should we do? So D- DM. No. That's too complicated. Too complicated. DMs are way too complicated. Do not do that. (laughs) There are so many DMs. Cut that out. Um, So comment because we're on YouTube now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go to the YouTube video. If you're only listening on audio, youtube.com forward slash breakroom banter pod. Um, Go to YouTube and leave a comment of your client firing stories. Yes. And we'll culminate those together Mm. and do uh, like... Shared stories, shared stories episode yeah, or something. I think be that'll fun. be so much fun. But yeah, leave a comment on our YouTube channel and uh, tell us your stories. But speaking of segments. Segments. We have some iced tea today. Iced tea. Yes. Okay. So this one is one that I have. I've listened to like two podcasts that have talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the Olivia Wilde. Harry Styles, that one Ben guy, Chris, Chris, Chris Chris Pratt, not Chris Pratt. The guy that was in the movie with Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, that Chris. What is this movie? Uh, It's, I don't know, but it was directed by Olivia Wilde. So originally Shia LaBeouf was cast in this movie. Okay. Right. Instead of Harry Styles. Okay. Apparently, Shia was either let go or he quit. And Olivia had made a statement that said um, it was because he made people feel uncomfortable. He was really hard to work with. Da 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 da. Um, which, like, Shia LaBeouf has been an actor since he was a small child. So mm-hmm. I find it really hard to believe that he was hard to work with. Um, yes and no. Unless he's on drugs. He went a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs there for a while. Don't you remember that? He did, but I think that he's like... Has he settled back down? He settled back down. I feel like child actors always go through that. He had a Miley moment. Yeah. I feel like they always go through that. But Shia, after hearing all of this, went out to post videos of a screen recording of Olivia Wilde FaceTiming him, crying and begging him to come back on set. Okay. Which makes me believe that he left set. Yes. Because she was difficult to yeah. work with. Um, but so he posted the videos, and then it's been this whole drama fest. Well, then 
they have uh there's another girl that's in the movie as well. I don't really remember her name. Um It's Don't Worry, Darling. That's the listeners. name of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Don't Worry, it. Darling. Um so the other main character in the film um didn't come to the Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, yes. Chris Florence Pine. Pine. <gasps> there we go. Beautiful blue eyes. So here's the Gagarooney. <laughs> they went to the premiere, Kay. right? Harry and Olivia are dating now, apparently. Well, at the premiere, they didn't even look at each other. Uh, okay. Yeah. There was an open seat next to her. Harry looked at the seat, looked at Chris, and it was speculated that Harry spit on Chris. Oh. But, like, it was kind of a thing where Harry, like, tilted his head like that. Yeah. And then they, like, laughed about it because Chris looked down at his lap. And I'm not quite sure what happened. Maybe he just, like, had a VPL and Harry yeah. was like, huh, I like your shit. VPL. Think about it. Oh. <laughs> and. <laughs> um, But so Harry didn't look at Olivia the whole time. Okay. Florence was there. But Florence was, like, not really feeling the vibes with everybody else. Okay. So after the premiere, they did this little press docket. Jo- press docket? Is that what it's called? Okay. I was like, I, for some reason, press I thought it was. Press junction? Press. Press something. Release? Yeah. Well, any of those. One of those things. Um, once Clearly again. Clearly, we've never done one before. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't know. Exactly. But so apparently Harry and Olivia still didn't talk to each other. When they were asked questions about each other, they kind of just danced around the topic. Yeah. Okay. And Florence didn't show up at all. So there's just this whole drama surrounding this movie. It honestly makes me want to watch the movie to see if the acting's even good because it doesn't seem like their chemistry Okay, so I knew nothing about this story. That's how this became Ice TV is because you were talking about it, and I was like, this needs to be a segment because I have no clue what you're talking about. Right. So, And I didn't even know that it was all around a movie, and so I just Googled it, and of course I put Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, and then all this stuff comes up about drama, dating, like movie, wedding, so engaged. Like, what the hell? See, that's the thing, and that's the thing. No one really knows what's going on. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde have talked about getting engaged September 1st, 2022. So it's like. Is that what famous people do? They talk about the day they're going to get engaged? No, that I'm saying that is from the. Oh, September 1st has already passed. Yeah. Duh. Um, <laughs> I was like, is that what you do when you're rich and famous? Duh. Okay, so, but. I don't know. Does this just feel like some PR bullshit? It does. It's Hollywood bullshit. But it makes me want to watch the movie because yeah. it's like, is the drama the drama? Like, is it going to show on screen? I want to find out. Yeah. I don't know. I Well, that's what you were said something, and you're like, Olivia Wilde. And I was like, oh, my God, I love Olivia Wilde. And I was like, apparently she's apparently not a very good person. she's a jerk. I mean, I think she, I just loved her on House. I thought she was, I love that show. Yeah. I, love <laughs> I fucking love House, dude. <laughs> like, honestly, I had, like, a crush on House. Like, that like mm, yeah you know daddy for sure 
still cranky as fuck too. I'm like, Rawr. Mm. it's the daddy issues. I know. If that's not apparently clear, <laughs> just said that on air. Fuck. Come on. Ooh, a hot cranky old man. <laughs> just my type. Wow, Erica. Oh my gosh. Well, with all of that being said, y'all, this has been another episode <laughs> of Break therapy. Room Banter. <laughs> if you want to follow us on our social media journeys, I am at Hair X Hunter on all the things. Our podcast is at Break Room Banter Pod on all the things. I am Erica the Redhead on all the things. And until next week, bye. Bye.